Welcome to My Property World, a light and informative look at all things property. We have designed this series for people involved in property and property finance in the UK market. However, we do take examples from all around the property world. Our aim is for us to make money from property together. Whether that be buying, selling, financing, trading or getting involved in a deal in another way. We do this by informing, entertaining and enjoying ourselves talking property, which gives you a chance to get to know us, what we're up to and to check us out until you're ready to make money together. In the meantime, My Property World is free and fun, so plug in your headphones and enjoy. We would love for you to like, share and comment, so please do on social media. And if you have questions, ideas for topics or deals you would like to explore, we're always looking for guests, so get in touch via the My Property World profile. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Property World. I'm Will Mallard, host of the show, and today I'm joined once again by Ben Nichols. He's uh, from the west of England. He runs a, a successful uh, property lettings agency uh, based in Bristol, and we've got him on the show to talk about family business. What's it like working with your family? So you're very welcome, Ben. Thank you very much for having me again, Will. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Now, uh, just just to fill listeners in, um, the, the the one minute backstory on uh, Ben Nichols. Sure. Okay. So, uh, started in property after leaving university, realizing there was a distinct lack of high quality shared houses uh, in the area, especially for students. So, started investing in HMOs back in 2016. Got to the point where our portfolio became a little bit unwieldy. Uh, we'd created a job for ourselves without meaning to. So we then looked to outsource and couldn't find the agency that we were looking for. So decided to create our own. Um, as you alluded to a second ago, we are a family business and have been working together since I left university and haven't killed each other yet. So that's a bonus. But uh, yeah, so shared houses was our speciality and the agency specializes in HMOs, but we also manage some family houses as well. And it sounds like uh, that the business has been going a, a little bit longer than you've been around. Uh, 1948, I believe it was formed, and you're, you're setting it up to uh, be in good shape in 2148, from, uh, from what I hear. I, I would seriously hope so. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The KPA brand was founded by my grandma back in 1948. Um, it was a marketing company back then, and the marketing company is still going today. There's been other businesses along the way, biomass, renewable installations, of course, property as well and management. So, uh, yeah, long may it continue. And who knows where the path will take us next. And uh, so who, who's in the business right now? So in the business right now, we have the three of us. It's myself, um, Angie and Peregrine, who are my parents. And we all come at things from slightly different angles, which is really, really powerful. But it would also be negligent of me not to involve my two little brothers. I say little brothers, one six foot two, the other six foot four. They're not so little anymore, but they also get involved as often as they can, really. And, and one of them's uh, out with a rugby injury at the moment, I understand. He is, yeah. He's extremely active and extremely frustrated to be sat on the sofa with a broken leg. But uh, as oh. you know, as I know, the injuries do come about and kind of learning to go through that injury cycle is part of the process. Right, right. And um, I, I suppose the rest of the family are carrying the load while he's sitting on the couch. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Sitting on the couch, watching a lot of boxing, enjoying himself. But yeah, we're, we make it work. That's the, the powerful nature of the team, really. 
And if you could paint a picture uh, about each of you individually, um, so the um, just just uh, so the listeners have a, a handle on who we're talking about. Of course. So if I can start with Angie. So Angie is um, a very much a people centric person. She's got some fantastic people skills. She's got a social sciences degree and she very much comes at things from that people perspective. So she's an expert when it comes to relationships, dealing with investors, working with landlords and tenants. Um, and when there's a problem to be solved, she normally thinks, so how will this impact the people and how can I work from that side of things? She's also got a lot of experience in the marketing side um, and a legal background as well. So is uh, very competent with legalese and not afraid of a contract, which comes in very, very handy. So then you've got Peregrine, who's my father. Um, he's got a lot of business experience, both in management, but also kind of he's RFD, really. He does all of the accounts and, and he keeps us grounded and, and keeps us safe. He's also worked as a DEA, so has a fantastic knowledge of fabric of buildings. So there's a lot of experience we can draw on there. And, and, and just for the, the punters, uh, uh, DEA, DEA is? Sure. So a DEA is a domestic energy assessor. So he did over 2000 EPCs in, in properties looking at their energy ratings. So you know that's a lot of knowledge gained from doing that and being in and out of property for a long time. Um, and then bringing it back to myself, uh, as a maths grad, I love the numbers. I love stacking the deals and making things work, looking at return on investment, looking at yield and, and that side of things. I'm also a big fan of new ideas, especially when it comes to operations and uh, you know, implementing new tech solutions, new systems. Um, and I like to think I inject a little bit of energy into the group as well. And we have good fun. Absolutely. And we've seen that energy in your presenter capacity or, or leadership role within uh, the two Bristol-based property meets that you're involved with. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're, they're Bristol Property Meet and yes, Partners so in Property Bristol. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. So the Bristol Property Meet is a slightly... Uh, it's more an online free event. The idea is to pair up the, the new and enthusiastic property with the older experienced ones that have been doing it a while. Um, and Partners in Property is very much a networking community. So it started back in Birmingham. It's now got uh, five locations across the country. And we always get top quality speakers and roundtable discussions. And then where that will go, who knows? You know, we're looking for some more venues across the country um, and some more fantastic members to grow that brilliant community. Yeah, very good. And and how um, how about the differences between the uh, that 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 really would be the thing that I think a lot of listeners are wondering. You know, uh, not everyone in a family sees things quite the same way. Yeah, absolutely. As a, as a family business, that whole concept can be so divisive. It's funny. I I find there's two camps. Some people think oh, wow, I don't know how you manage it. I could never work with my mum, brother, sister, father. I would just kill them in 30 seconds. And other people like ourselves, you know, we yes, we argue, of course, and there are disagreements within the business, but we solve things in a very constructive way. I, I don't know if you're familiar with Wealth Dynamics or Team Dynamics, but um, it's a profiling tool that we used very early on, and it kind of showed us those differences. So if you took the three people, Myself, I like the big picture. I like new ideas. So, so you, you each take a test and, uh, and you fill in on uh, a profile and, and that mm -hmm. spits out uh, like, like what your, your style is and, and it also gives the ability for other people to, uh, I suppose, formally see what, what, what they kind of knew about you. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. So you answer various questions as kind of a scale of one to five, how much you strongly agree or disagree with a situation or a statement. 
And it is funny because you think when you're reading the profile report afterwards, there's no way they can profile me. I'm, you know, a unique individual. And then you get about three sentences in and think, oh, they've, they've nailed it. <laughs> but what it really helped with was understanding how we fit together in a business capacity, because obviously we are a family, we get on um, and we've known each other a very much a long time. But when it comes to working together, it's a very much a different environment. You know, you have different roles within the business, you have different skill sets of the individuals, and it's about trying to put those pieces of the puzzle together to get the most out of everybody and to solve solutions in the best way possible. And one of the things that I particularly love is when there is a problem presented, we all come at it from such different sides. Like I said a second ago, I'm kind of big picture and come at it from a very much a high level approach. Dad's very detail orientated and comes in it from the nitty gritty granular approach. Uh, and then mum is very people orientated and comes at it from the people centric approach, which means that between the trio, because there's no egos involved, we can often come up with some fantastic solutions. And it's not about who gets the credit. It's all about the outcome. Excellent. And, and in terms of um, like the switching in and out of uh, work mode, how, how does that work? Uh, because uh, people at different stages uh, of their, their day, their week, their, their career, uh, their, some people are morning people, for example, and uh, some people uh, are not. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we first started, it was something we had to work out with a little bit more uh, detail. Now it's something we kind of do as second nature, but as we're growing and expanding, it's things that, you know, we need to keep on top of really to make sure that work doesn't spill over into family life. Now, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you we never discuss work over the dinner table because that's just not the truth. Um, but what we do do is we do our best to leave it in the office. It's very much a conscious decision, but uh, sometimes your best thinking can be done outside of the office. So it's, it's, you know, it's something that you have to strike the appropriate balance at, really. I think that's the same with any partnership or any working relationship is making sure that time spent together isn't just purely work focused. It's about other things as well. So uh, when you start complaining about your boss to your parents, it's a, uh, <laughs> it's a different dynamic there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There, there is no such thing. And vice versa, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's normally them with complaints about me, I'm sure. Oh, he wants to do something new. He wants to bring in a, a new idea, a new system, a new piece of tech. No, why are we doing this? No, uh, yeah, it's always constructive. You know, you have to leave your ego at the door when you're working with any working relationship. And you have to say, okay, well, how can we actually solve this the best way? And sometimes I've got the right ideas and sometimes they're the wrong ideas. And it's the same for all of us. Just, and just rewinding into that, uh, that little uh, piece you said about the communication early on. And uh, could you give us an example where uh, you realized you needed to uh, maybe make a little tweak uh, going forward? Yeah, of course. So one of the things that we do and we've always done is we have a Monday morning meeting. So at the start of every Monday, we have an action list and we work our way through it, report back depending on who has been responsible for what needs to be moved forward and share with the group what's happened. And if there's problems, we can brainstorm them together. And I'm guilty of wanting to run at a million miles an hour. I like to do things. I like to do a lot of things. I like to keep busy and work hard. And sometimes I need, you know, holding back a little bit and actually let's get things done um, completely and let's get things done fully and we can move forward so for me it was learning from the experience of mum and dad and respecting that experience because they've been there they've done it in disparate market sectors and it's about being able to then tweak that experience and add a few new ideas and an injection of some energy in a different field to then be able to push things forward in a different direction so 
it was really, it's about believing your ego at the door. I, I say that again, because it is so, so important. It's not about wanting to be right. It's about wanting to have the right outcome. And sometimes that doesn't, that right outcome doesn't come from you, which is not a bad thing at all when you still achieve a good result. Mm. Yeah, it's a, um, it, it's a really interesting one. And how, um, uh, how, if you had to uh, provide an example um, of, of how the experience has worked really well um, in terms of, for, from the business's point of view, as opposed to you, each personally. Yeah, absolutely. So how that experience has come in extremely well is by looking backwards at things that have happened in the past. So the marketing business in, at its heyday back in 1991 had 48 members of staff. And we looked at that and said, well, how was that at the time when the trading business was, you know, lots and lots of team members? How did you enjoy it? What did you learn from that as an experience? And the outcome really was that at the higher level, although there are a lot of people doing their work with 48 members of staff, you're just moving one thing from someone's desk to another because someone's going to be ill. Someone's not done their job correctly. And actually at director level, you're not able to get any work done until five o'clock when everybody's gone home. So we made a very conscious decision this time that we would keep our workforce as lean as possible and we would do things using as much technology as possible to automate so we kind of looked backwards at the experiences that had gone before so that we can then use those in the present day and learn from them as part of building the business moving forwards right and in terms of uh, how's it viewed externally um so you're a uh, you're a letting agency uh you're bristol based you've got a uh, a relatively high profile in the bristol uh, property community and increasingly you know via online uh much further afield um but how how do your customers view um kpa uh from the outside i think our customers like what we're about as an ethos and they like our value system you know we see when especially when it comes to property investing and property management there's two pillars of property management you know you have compliance on the one side and you have tenant selection on the other and you have to do those things properly with compliance there's no gray area it is what it is you do things by the book to the letter as they need to be done and when we're working with new clients if they don't share that ethos and they don't agree with that value system then they're not the right clients for us there are plenty of agents out there who will cut corners and not do things properly but when it comes to the way we do things that is the way that we do things when it comes to tenant selection, I've always had the mentality that I will treat anybody else's property like I treat my own. I know how important our investments are to us. They're our biggest asset at the end of the day. So when we're working with new clients, they need to know their assets are being looked after because that's what we're doing as part of property management. We're managing assets at the end of the day. So they have to know that we are looking after it. And, and tenants that are coming in as well, they see that and it's different. A lot of the time when you're working with anybody new, you're picking up the baggage of people that have come before you. So that might be an agent that's treated a landlord badly or an agent that's treated a tenant badly or an investor that's had a property deal that's fallen sideways. So you've often got to start from behind before you can then make up ground again. So it's about doing how you do things, doing things properly and always being true to that value system. And I think you attract the people that are like you and, and attract the people that want to do business with someone who behaves in that way. All right. All right. And um, uh, just finishing off, uh, Ben, and we'd love to get you back on uh, the outsourcing uh, stuff and, and some of the technology things I think would make very interesting episodes. Mm -hmm. um, but what would be the three pieces of advice you'd give to 
someone who uh, is looking to get in business with their family and either one or both of them haven't run a business before? Wow, that's a fantastic question. Three pieces. You're, you're obviously coming from a, uh, a family where um, that there's a you know, third generation of, of uh, operating businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so not only uh, have you grown up in a household where there's uh, a business um, owner, uh, but at least one of your parents have as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that I've always been around. You know, when I was younger, I always used to get involved doing various jobs and bits and pieces and discussions around the table that mum and dad would have. I've always been part of. And I don't take that for granted. And it is something I'm aware of. I guess for somebody who was starting out, you make a clear distinction there as to whether or not they do have that business experience or not. So whether they're moving into property or starting a business for themselves, I guess the first thing would be to educate yourself you know, educate yourself with everything that you're looking to do. So if you're looking to just switch over to property and make sure you understand that property model that you're looking to move into and looking to invest in. If you're looking to start a business from scratch and you've never run a business before, then find somebody that has who you like, know and trust, whose opinion that you value and who does a good job of what they do and take them out for coffee or take them out for dinner. It'll be the best, you know, two, three hours you've spent picking their brains and I always want to know whenever I'm working with anybody new on a project, what mistakes have you made? Because I think the mistakes offer the biggest learning. Like I was saying before about the mistake about having too many staff and being too staff heavy was a huge learning for us. And it's something that we're very conscious about moving forward. So pick the brains of those people who are doing what you want to do and learn the mistakes that they've made so that you can avoid those pitfalls. My granddad always used to say, a wise man learns from his mistakes, a wiser from somebody else's. So that's an adage that we try to stick to wherever possible. I think as well, so as well as educating yourself, both about property and about non-property areas, you also need to be adaptable and be prepared to change. You know, the industry is constantly moving, both in terms of regulation and compliance, but property prices are forever fluctuating. What may be a deal now may not be a deal in future, and what may not be a deal now may change and become a deal in future. And you need to be able to adapt to that and not be fixed in your roots. I think as well, when you're looking at changes, you've got the fact that material prices are forever going up, especially at the moment, it's been a huge increase. And again, you need to be adaptable and flexible and know that there are going to be things that are going to change within your business. So educate yourself so that you can move forwards, but also be prepared to be adaptable and flexible. From a family perspective, I think the most important thing is to enjoy working with each other. You know, it is a bit cheesy, but I get to work with the people I love most in the world and we get to build something together that will stand the test of time. You know, the proof is in the pudding that it's been going since 1948. As you quite rightly say, how long may it continue into 2148 and further? You know, it's uh, it's built building a, a piece of history and legacy together that we can enjoy doing in the moment, but also we can look back on and be proud of. And so I think that's really, really important and something people often forget. Okay, well, uh, Ben Nichols, you're, you're very welcome. Um, I'm Will Mallard. This is My Property World podcast. Uh, and this is uh, Ben Nichols and uh, family uh, working together. Uh, thanks very much for coming on. Fantastic, Will. Thank you very much for having me. Welcome to My Property World, a light and informative look at all things property. We have designed this series for people involved in property and property finance in the UK market. However, we do take examples from all around the property world. 
Our aim is for us to make money from property together. Whether that be buying, selling, financing, trading, or getting involved in a deal in another way. We do this by informing, entertaining, and enjoying ourselves talking property, which gives you a chance to get to know us, what we're up to, and to check us out until you're ready to make money together. In the meantime, my property world is free and fun, so plug in your headphones and enjoy. We would love for you to like, share, and comment, so please do on social media. And if you have questions, ideas for topics, or deals you would like to explore, we're always looking for guests, so get in touch via the My Property World profile.